You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello, and welcome to episode 19 of your new puppies podcast. I'm Debbie, and today we're going to talk about some disadvantages to having a fenced-in backyard. So fenced-in backyards is considered the ultimate resource for dog owners. It makes potty training easier, those cold mornings and evenings, the late-night potty breaks, and it also gives our dogs the freedom to, to run around without being on a leash and getting some extra exercise during the day. And if you have a fenced-in backyard, you're probably nodding your head saying, yep, I love it. And if you don't have a fenced-in backyard, you might be groaning with a little bit of jealousy. But just like with anything that makes our lives more convenient, there are some disadvantages and problems that can come with it. So just yesterday, my dog Lucy started acting a little punchy. She started barking in her sister's face. She started bullying one of my guest dogs, which is also one of her best friends. She started harassing my dad's cat. She started barking at my dad incessantly. And these aren't exactly new behaviors for her, but they were definitely worse than I've seen them. And they were all happening at the same time. And I got super, super frustrated because I'm so busy. It's the holiday season. It's end of year. And now all of a sudden I'm dealing with this misbehaving dog, and I have no idea where it's coming from. And then it dawns on me, yeah, I've been really busy. On top of the fact that, you know, she doesn't have a lot of her friends coming over. You know, my this is a slow time of year for my clients that I board their dogs. You know, right before the holidays is slow, it doesn't really pick up until the holidays are happening, like when school gets out. That's usually when things pick up. And I'm here in New Jersey, and in the past week, we've had two different small snowstorms. You know, not enough to, you know, lock us in the house, but we're in the house while it's snowing, and then it's just enough to delay our, you know, outings, our walks, until everything gets cleaned up. So that's when it dawned on me that Lucy is bored out of her mind. And when I stopped and thought about it, she hasn't left the house or the yard in almost a week And I have to say I was a little embarrassed by that because this is something I talk about with my clients all the time is, you know, she has the fenced-in backyard, so we don't need to go to walks to go to the bathroom, and she does get plenty of exercise. I mean, my backyard is a flat, fenced-in acre, which for Northern Jersey, it's a pretty big backyard. So exercise itself isn't the issue. This fenced-in backyard allowed me to get lazy. And the cold weather and the snow and the busyness allowed me to kind of push back walks and push back, you know, little outings that I usually give them each day. Or at least I don't go a week without her leaving leaving the yard. 
because dogs need more than just the straight exercise. They need to, they need more stimulation than that. They need to see new things, smell new smells. I mean, think about it. If you were cooped up in your house for an entire week without leaving, you would probably go a little bonkers as well. So I couldn't blame Lucy for these behaviors once I realized what was happening. You know, it's very easy for us to get wrapped up in our lives because we go off to work, we go visit friends, we have family obligations, we have sports and the gym and all of this other stuff that we forget that sometimes our dog hasn't seen the other side of the fence, especially when we're not in the habit of walking them each day, which if you have a fenced in backyard, you're going to admit that that happens. Because I don't care how big your backyard is, I don't care how big your house is, at some point it just becomes a really large kennel for your dogs if they're not getting to go to other places and see new things. So this is something I see a lot with my clients, which is why I was a little embarrassed that it was happening with me. But the point is, is I get it. I understand it. It's so easy to fall into the convenience of having that fenced in backyard. So those of you without a fenced in backyard, you know, feel a little better about that because it forces you to get your dog out. It gives your dog that stimulation and that's better for your dog than just being allowed to run around in the backyard for days on end without getting that walk, that without getting to, to get out of the yard and see new things and get that extra stimulation. Even if your dog is getting enough exercise, because we we pretty much know by now that exercise is super, super, super important and can help so many behaviors if we just tire our dog out. So even if with your dog is getting enough exercise, the physical part is taken care of, boredom can be just as much of a problem. And what happens is we don't even realize it's happening. You know, all of a sudden these behaviors are popping up and we can't figure out why. It's like, well, they're getting enough exercise. They, they get to run around in the backyard all day long where that exact activity could be causing these problems. What also happens a lot, the majority of my clients who have these fenced in backyards Their dogs don't know how to walk on a leash. So now the problem starts compounding itself because, well, when your dog can't walk on a leash, especially if you have a bigger, strong dog, walks aren't enjoyable. You know, they're pulling you down the street. It almost hurts. You know, they're choking themselves with their collar. They're pulling your arm out of the socket. So taking for a walk isn't appealing. So that even gives us more of a reason to just kind of let them out the backyard. So what can we do about this? Now, all of this being said, I would never, ever, ever give up my backyard. I would never give up the fenced-in backyard. But that also means that I have to stay conscious of the fact that my dogs need more than just the running around in the backyard. They need the walks and the structure of the walks. You know, even though they don't need the exercise of it, they need they need that time to explore and that enrichment of new smells and seeing new things. So here are some things we can do, especially if you are, you know, slinking down in your seat a little bit because you're like, yeah, yeah, that's me. Yep, yep, I'm there too. What can we do about this? Well, The one thing we can do is suck it up and put a leash on our dogs and take them for a walk. Put the snow boots on, put the gloves on, and just get out there and just give them that outing. They will thank you for it. And once you realize how 
good it is for your dog and your dog's behavior, you're going to thank yourself for it too. Plus, it doesn't hurt for us to get a little exercise and get outside and smell the fresh air ourselves. I also encourage you to shut your phone off and put it in your back pocket or just leave it home completely and enjoy the walk with your dog. And for those of you who are like, oh, I don't want to. He doesn't know how to walk on a leash. He pulls me down the street. Well, the only way that your dog's going to learn how to walk on a leash properly is if you walk him on a leash. So it's outside the scope of this episode to to talk about how to get your dog to walk on a leash properly, but I will leave some links in the show notes for some resources on how to do that if you are interested or if you need it. So the walk is the best thing that you can do because, again, it's not just the exercise. It's the structure of it. It's the stimulation of it. It's the bonding. Some other things you can do is sometimes when this is happening, when I see, you know, the dog's getting bored and I'm, or I am anticipating it happening, and I don't know if you just heard Lucy barking outside, I'll put her in the car and take her to grandma's. I mean, my mother loves it. I pick up takeout on the way. We we hang out, we catch up. And even though Lucy is just sitting in her apartment instead of my house, you know, it's a new place. And I'll do the same thing with her Aunt Lisa. You know, sometimes if I don't have time, like a time like this where I'm super busy and I don't have the extra time, I'll drop her off at at Aunt Lisa's. She'll take her for a walk in a new place. She'll have, she has a new park by her and just being in a new place and with new people helps alleviate that boredom. Now, a special note for any future dog owners out there. Maybe you haven't brought the puppy home yet. Maybe you're still thinking about getting a puppy, or maybe you're very early in the relationship. If you have a fenced-in backyard, I do not want to burst your bubble. It is great. It is fantastic. It is convenient, especially when you do potty training, especially in the cold weather. But I'm going to encourage you to start a daily walk habit anyway, to work really hard to not fall into the convenience of the fenced-in backyard. Because very often, this is how your dog might develop bad habits. So they're going outside, they can go to the bathroom in the backyard, maybe they're getting the exercise they need, but if they start to get bored, that's when they discover other things to do that aren't exactly fun for us. Like, barking like mad at the neighbor or the neighbor's dogs or dogs that are walking by, you know, chewing on inappropriate things, digging holes in the backyard, things like that. And because out of their boredom, they're finding uh, these other things to do. And now they've discovered these other really fun things to do. So they're going to do them all the time. But if they're, they got plenty of exercise you don't allow them to get bored, then they may never discover these other fun things to do. And if you've listened to me before, you've probably heard me say, you know, it's so much easier to prevent the behavior, prevent a habit from starting than than having to back off of it later. So not only are you going to start a habit of walking every day for you, because once you have the dog for a while to then start the habit is harder but you're going to prevent some habits of your dogs from even developing so then you don't have to back off of them later. 
So take advantage of the fact that you can start fresh, you can start new, and be conscious of leaning on that fenced-in backyard too much. Plus, it is a lot easier to teach a 10-pound puppy to walk on a leash than a 40, 50, even larger size dog to walk on a leash because that too is a habit. So it's going to be easier to teach them as a puppy than once they are an older dog. Okay, so this is definitely just something to be aware of, especially this time of year where our lives get a little bit hectic with the holidays. And even if you're not, you don't celebrate a holiday this time of year, there's still, you know, work parties and friend parties and end of year things happening and schools are out. So now is definitely a time to keep this in mind. Okay, with that being said, I know we're all busy, so I will let you go and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to your new puppies podcast. Learn more about us at playtimepause.com.